I'm Mandy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode three, Homeschooling with a Toddler. We're so excited. This is episode three of our podcast, and this one is how to engage a toddler while homeschooling older children. Such a fun topic. Yep, it is. And it's a hard one. We have a lot of moms always asking, what do you do with your little person, you know, while you're homeschooling older kids? How do you get anything done? So... This is a good one to dig into, and we might have a little experience in this. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, and you're in it right now. I so. am. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. So. so you have the, the best memory of it all yeah. between the two of us. Exactly. Um, so let's get started on some scoop on the coop. Mandy, what's been going on with you? Well, we made crystals this week. I have a ring to prove it. Fancy. Yeah, and um, dipped in gold. Beautiful. Yeah, and we made um, a necklace, and, and I'm like, I need the kit just for myself. It is yep. So much fun to do. That's What'd awesome. you do? What was um, you know, my husband and I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what we were gonna commit to this summer because activities are kind of still strange and in the air. Um, but we committed to ukulele camp. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. My, so, my daughter's doing that too. Yep. So um this will be my daughter's second year of ukulele camp. Super fun. Um they have Last year they had two teachers and they made um, a collective group song that they wrote together. That's and then, so cute. Yeah, and then they learned other songs to play and perform. So it's a super fun experience. So I'm glad we finally knew what we wanted to commit to and move on. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So should we start talking about toddlers? Yes. Dig in, Miss Mandy. Oh, okay. I'll go first. Um, so one of the things that I loved utilizing was breakfast and lunch because that's when they are at the table, they're in their high chair and, um, they're, you, they're picking one Cheerio up at a time and you Mm -hmm. could spend up to 30 minutes at each of these meals. Totally. So that's a perfect time where your toddler is totally maintained. And then that would be our table time. So yeah. they have a seat at the table with you. And they're hearing it's the one-room schoolhouse. They're hearing it all. Yes. So that was a perfect time for us to do. We would do our Bible time. Mm-hmm. Um, we would do uh, just talking about the food we're eating right. and stuff like that. Because I had preschoolers and kindergartner at the time that my youngest was a toddler. Right. So that was a really great time for me to get a lot of good table work in. Sure. Um, and then lunch again, too, if we were going to um, play with Play-Doh or whatever. And then, oh, and what I liked about that is once they were done eating, I could segue into more table time. Oh, perfect. So that's when I would clean it up and be like, you want to play with Play-Doh? And then I would do a read aloud with a picture book. Right. Um, I could, that's when my oldest could work on his cursive. That's when he was learning cursive was when my youngest was sitting at the table and we would do that at a and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and probably more her being one years old, even right. less of a toddler, but right. more of a, a baby ish. Right. And so I really love the table time. Sure. Another thing I figured out with my toddler was she loved peeling off the crayon yes. labels. I've heard this story. So I could give her a whole set of crayons, and I know she was good for like an hour. That's amazing. And yeah, it was all over the floor, but it kept right. her occupied, and she still had a seat at the table. Right. 
So it's practicing dexterity. It's not like it's useless. Totally. And yeah. I could do the older two. I could do their their cursive, their phonics. I could mm-hmm. do their um, uh, science or whatever we were doing. And that was really nice. And then, so just finding something that she actually liked to do. Right. And was considered a treat. And then another way I kept her occupied was I had like a plethora of stuff to do. Whether it was the magnetiles, the... I had a block, a building oh, yes. block spin, yep. and it had a mixture of like Duplo Legos, the ABC blocks, and normal blocks, just all mixed right. in. Even, you know, it might have something like this that she could create, like a, a, a truck that she could build Duplos with. Sure. And she loved it. Like, I could see the little engineer in her building and creating a marble maze. We had that. I even have these little cash registers that she loved. She wasn't paying attention if it was five cents, 25 cents no. or whatever, but she loved putting things in there yes. and it just got her familiar with the stuff that she'd be doing in preschool eventually. Right. So that, um, oh, and we have phonic uh, flashcards. Oh, sure. So she loved when it was time to do the phonics, the A would be A-A-A. She would hold it up and listen for the A-A-A. She put it down and pick up the next one. That's cute. It was so cute. I have yeah. video of her doing that. It's adorable. And... And she's hearing it. It's the one-room schoolhouse exactly. again. Right. So um, she played with the Tanagram. She played with the, the Geosticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would leaf through books. You know, I might find her eating frosting next to my bed because I stopped paying attention to where she was. Right. And then I was like, wait, Hang we haven't on. heard from her for a really long time. It's been like an hour. Where is she and what is she doing? <laughs> and she had found the frosting, taken off the lid, peeled off the foil, and had her hand in the frosting. So sounds like a toddler. Yeah. And that was, it was just such a funny moment for us. Right. And it's like, well, good thing it's just frosting she's been eating. And, you know, her fingers are all, <sighs> right. you know, together. And, and then we had like a sensory bin and she knew the rules. She knew if one of those little lentil beans or one of the little pinto beans got outside the bin. Right. Game over. Yeah. So she was very careful to just play within the bin and, um, and then play doh. She, oh, yeah. Loved Play-Doh. She still loves Play-Doh as yep. a five-year-old. And the reason I'm not mentioning my middle child is because I kind of just grouped her in when I started doing any kind of formal education right. at all. If you even want to call it formal, she was part of it. Right. And could do the parts that she could do even as a one to two-year-old. Right. But since I have the older two, the third one's kind of just on her own. Right. She was a little bit further away. Yeah. 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 And so can't really participate in all the academic stuff. So sure. That's uh that's kind of what I did and and we did a ton of field trips. So Right. We were at Disneyland at least once a week. We were at um Bubba Park or yeah. SeaWorld and yeah. um she was running around there. Right. So there was a lot of that going on where it was only a couple days a week that I really had to figure out what to have her do sure. that was engaging and educational for her and not just like turning on the TV. Yes. No homeschool mom really wants to resort to that. I know. In the middle of the school day. Yeah. Unless, yeah. like, you have to make a phone call right. or something like that. And then you're engage like, them all in hopefully, you know, something educational. But, yeah, just sticking your little one there as a means to accomplish your homeschooling goals is usually not exactly. something we want to do. Right. And, th- and you think of how much they're soaking up just by being in the room. And I didn't yes. require her to be in the room. Exactly. But she wanted to be in the room. She wants to be there. Yeah. So, you know, she would listen to all that. And... I think that just made, now that she's five, this all a lot easier. Absolutely. So I did a lot of the same things. Um, I always say he's just along for the ride. 
totally. little guy. You know, so I have six years between my kids. I only have two, and the oldest is eight, and he's two. So he's just along for the ride. This is kind of her journey, and he's um, just going with us. And um, we would do all the field trips we did, um, even with our coop group, um, he was just on my back. You know, I had the little pack on, and he's just going along. And now that he's running, it's so different because he does engage with all the kids, and he loves your kids, and um, he wants to be a part of it. So it's definitely changed now that he's truly a toddler and not so much a baby. Um, and at home, um, I don't do a ton of structured school time with my oldest anyway. So I actually gauged our time in our curriculums for her based on what his needs were. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a great way to feel like you're serving both kids. Exactly. So she's my independent learner. She's my play independently for hours kid. So that's something I want to foster, and mm -hmm. that's a huge reason of why I homeschool. So it just felt natural to me. If she was engaged in something and not asking to participate in something with me, I'm just going to let her do it. Oh, totally. It's awesome. Right. Yeah. And then the benefit of that has actually been that my little guy can now do the same thing. He's watched his big sister do that. And so he sees the independent play and he's already modeling that and finding ways to play his own way. Um, it's such a gift when they learn the ability to play and be content with just themselves. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think that's what, like... We struggle with feeling guilty that, oh, she's all alone over there. Right. And I don't even know where she's been for the last hour, right? right? But at the same time, that's equipping them with yeah. a really great skill set. Yes, it's actually a gift, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so I, was, I would call myself more opportunistic, right? I would find the right opportunity, whether he was napping because he still takes a nap, or if he was really engaged in something, then I would call my, my daughter over and I would say, grab that math book. We're getting our one chapter done or get your spelling. And each of the things we ever sat down to do were pretty limited to 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah. So even if we just did one thing for 20 minutes, I knew he could handle it. Um, as he got older, um, maybe more close to two years old, um, he would want his own book. Yeah, so, so I would just take one of our blank notebooks and hand it out to him, give him a pencil, and he'd just sit down with us and do his own thing. And, I mean, quite honestly, like you said, it's a great lead-up to, you know, the, the preschool, um, homeschool. And so he was learning his numbers. So he would just pretend, or he would imagine every number was two. So he'd scribble in the book and just say two, 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 That's as so we did cute. math. Yeah. So that was just really his ways. He wanted to be a part of what we did a lot of times. And so we just found a way to include him. Give well, him your math book. Your whiteboard. I know yes. he loves drawing on the whiteboard. Yeah, that's been kind of new in the last six months. So that's the thing with toddlers, too. They're always changing. So one month, the magnetiles might be the thing. Totally. Mm -hmm. And then the, the next the month, yes, labels. the unwrapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we have a large whiteboard in our uh, playroom. It's homeschool huge. Room. It's huge. <laughs> um, it's probably seven feet by four feet. And he loves it. And now that he can be trusted with the dry erase markers, he's on there all the time. He's always asking daddy to draw That's with so him. So cute. Yeah. So now he pretends he's drawing shapes and letters and he's, everything is either the number two or it's nine o'clock. So oh. those are, <laughs> those are his numbers. So, but that's what he's picking up. You know, right. and I love that. I love that he gets to be in the room with us. And, you know, whether he's engaged with us or not, he has the ability to kind of roam and free play or um, sit with us. And so it's such a great thing. I, yeah, it's such a great opportunity to have all the kids together. Yes. And 
and you know, your daughter is picking up on what he's doing too. Exactly. When he learns to do something new, I'm sure she's celebrating whether she, you know, exclaims it or not. (laughs) Right. But you know, I, I know as soon as our youngest starts to read, they're going to be super excited for her. And that was the same with potty training. When they knew it was her time to potty train, they were like, you get to do your potty train because we do a party. Sure. And it's a theme day. Of course. Of course. And so they're like, oh, you're going to have the best time doing the potty train party, you know? And and they're excited for her. And so right. it's just another way to enhance the idea of the family sure. versus independent learning, independent right. study, which right. is also good. Yeah. But to have, to make sure there's a family moment right. too in between the siblings. Exactly. Many of us homeschool for that. We yeah. want the bonding. We want the, the celebration with the siblings. And that's really important. Yeah. And I it actually like would have made me sad, even though I know she caught, probably could have been way more engaged right. in, you know, an outsourced place. Yes. It would have made me sad for her to miss out on, right. on this sponge that she could be, you know, right. and all the opportunities to learn the things that she's going to be learning and have the behavior model for her of the yes. older kids and not... Right. And not in a room with everyone her same age. Right. Where there's total benefits to that too. Sure. But it, just as a family unit. Right. It She's watching me... her siblings do it. She gets to look forward to it. She yeah. knows that it's coming for her. Exactly. And so it's something that she's seen, she's been a part of, and now it'll be her turn. Right. Yeah. Setting the precedence. Yeah. And, and it just makes it easier. Like everyone after it just, it gets easier. Yeah. So there's days, I mean, that my toddler is just not going to let me do much else. You know, let's face it. Toddlers are definitely their own little roller coasters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the, we have our ups and downs and there's days where we're not going to accomplish much of our schoolwork with my eight year old and that's going to be okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. And whatever you end up doing, it's still enrichment in some yes. way. It's just just life in general is enrichment. Right. So I think that's when I'd be like, you know what? Let's just go to the beach. Exactly. Let's yeah. go do something different because being here is not working. Mm-hmm. Or it's something that you've said before too. Like just enjoy the cuddles. Oh, totally. If he's not even going to let me let him go to be able to do something with her, then what can we do? Yeah. If I'm cuddling him and that's what we need, then what can I do with her to engage her in what we're doing? You right. know, or if he wants to play Play-Doh, invite my big girl to play too. Right. You know, what can she create for him? And she's always reluctant. But then I find she's the one saying, Mom, will you take a picture of what I created? Oh, so she so always cool. enjoys it when she gives in or she realizes that she really is the big sister and that she can create for him. Oh, definitely. And I, I love the, um, that the littles can actually teach the olders. Yes. Because the olders, if the, the, the more removed they are from the toddler stage, they have forgotten about these. Yep. And then these come out, and then it's like, oh, I right. want to play with these. They you know? take over. I mean, yeah. to be honest, <laughs> in my do. house, all of a sudden, my eight-year-old has completely confiscated what my two-year-old was doing. Oh, yeah, the geosticks all of yes. a sudden are like, where are the instructions? I want to make these more extravagant, right. you know, three-dimensional figures. Where the other one, you know, where the youngest is just trying to put them together and yeah. create a ladder or something. Right. So it's really cute to see them revisit things that they played with when they were little and find new interest in. Yep. So let's talk about, I mentioned field trips earlier. Yes. Let's talk about the Children's Museum. I know we go to two different kinds. We go to one that's 
totally meant for up to probably age 12 or yeah. 13. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that we go to that's probably meant for up to age five or six yeah. max. So what do we do for that when you have a toddler and an older kids? Yeah, that one's actually been, it was easy for me up until probably right now. Um, because like I said before, my little guy is just along for the ride. So everything was dependent on what my older child wanted to do. If she wanted to go to the younger Discovery Museum, then that one was great because he would find things that were really good for him. If she wanted to go to the older one, then he just would ride on my back or that little do what he could. Section. Yeah. yeah. And that only works though when I have a friend. Oh, totally. That's true. Right. So, so that's then you the have challenge. to bring a friend mm-hmm. who can take the older one around. Yeah. Because it's all different levels. Right. Because yeah. I only have the two kids. So even if my older one wanted to go do something else, and I stayed with my toddler, it's still a, a big thing. That's and true. the older museum that we're talking about is pretty spread out across three levels. So I can't really just let yeah. her go it's somewhere. Like a giant warehouse. Yeah. Right. So that definitely is a problem trying to balance what you do for a toddler versus an older kid when you're out at a museum. And um, so I haven't really done the 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 new aspect now that he's two and a half of letting him have the priority and right. having my big girl do it. So what so, do you recommend? Okay. So what I figured out to do, well, one thing is you mentioned having a friend with you. Yes. So that makes a difference, definitely. And then you can split up. Yes. Which we get less mom time together. Actually, I'm going to say friend time. Yes, We get less friend time between yes. us. But um, it doesn't fill my cup as much, but it's not always about me. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but also, I figured out I did not want my youngest to miss out. Yes, that's on true. On the, the younger kids stuff because I'm always gauging to the older. Yeah. So when the olders went to, we had an enrichment academy we went to last year on Wednesday mornings for three hours. Right. And so I had a pass at this, the Younger Children's Museum. Yes. So I would just go there for that time and either play with her or let her play individually, however she wanted to do it. Yes. And we went there every week. Yes. I remember because you couldn't hang out with me after we dropped our kids off. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So she got a lot of time there and I I felt like I, I... I did it right for her. Like yeah. she got that time and it's really enriching with the the little ethnic houses and, yes. the, and the police area and the Lego waterfall and mm-hmm. the chickens and the, you know, uh, the scarves blowing up in the air. Yes. And I have all these great videos and great moments with her um, having that intimate time with her that yes. I once had with the olders before right. she was ever born. So I really like that. Like if they're involved in something else... Right. Yeah, that does make I it can easier. Bring her there individually, um, and I'm not teaching at wherever. Right. Like yeah. You have the problem where yes. when your oldest is at somewhere, you're teaching during it. Yeah. At at the same class. So. Yeah. And then we were just discussing how the older ones can always bring a book. Yes. Now that they're at an age where they're really strong readers and have really learned to love chapter books and reading and find their own, now they have that. Right. And that's great. Just she, my daughter is just in the last two months trained herself to always bring a book, whether it's a, an audio book or um, her physical book. She always has a book, and now she knows she needs to have two because oh, she's such a fast reader. That's awesome. She's been disappointed a few times where she finishes a book like a quarter of the way into something that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And partway through, she might, like we were saying, revisiting old toys. Yes. There might be some nostalgic there for her. And she might feel like walking over to the blowing scarves right. and, 
and have fun experimenting with like 10 of them and seeing how high she can make them go. Maybe someday she'll actually want to do it with her brother. Yeah. Show him something. But I don't know. It's not her thing really. Yeah. But, but yeah. So, so field trips get, do change as the toddlers go from being infants and newborns in just your little pack and your little sling. Content right there. Yeah. To be now they want to get involved. You have to stimulate and engage them too. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a big challenge, but those are some great ways to tackle that. And, um, you know, it's just always a matter of listening to everybody and teaching them compromise. That's a a big life lesson for all of us. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, there's some kombucha there. I'm, I'm in. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, should we go to the joys? Yes. All right. So, um, my joy for the week was we, of course there's many, but we had some friends over today that we haven't seen for a while for three and a half months or however long it's been. And, um, it's really hard to get my kids to practice, not hard, but just, they don't want to practice piano. Right. They're not into piano, but that's a non-negotiable in our house. Yep. But my joy was when our friends were over, out of nowhere, my daughter is just walking by the piano and she sits down and plays London Bridge is Falling Down. You know, and it's like, I knew it was because she was proud of what she could do. Right. And so for her, that was some reinforcement. And I got joy out of that thinking, okay, even though she acts like she doesn't want to do it, she acts like she doesn't like it. She's still proud of herself and the work that she has done. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah. So, um, our joy this week was returning to our dance classes. Yep. Activities reopened. So not only am I teaching again and getting to see all of my babies, which has brought me a ton of joy, but also, um, my daughter has been returning to her class and seeing her friends and going with your daughter to their dance class. And that's been a huge moment of joy for all of us. I love it. Yep. All right. Well, that's it. That's what to do with a toddler when you are homeschooling the big ones. Yep. All right. Thank you.